Wishing to encourage her young son's progress on the piano, a mother took a small boy to a concert of a famous pianist, Paderewski. After they were seated, the mother spotted a friend in the audience and walked down the aisle to greet her. Seizing the opportunity to explore the wonders of the concert hall, the little boy rose and eventually explored his way through a door marked No Admittance. When the house lights dimmed and the concert was about to begin, the mother, re the mother returned to her seat and discovered that her son was missing. Suddenly, the curtains parted and the spotlights focus on the impressive Stenway piano on stage. In horror, the mother saw a little boy sitting at the keyboard innocently. He then began to play chopsticks. The crowd reacted with anger. Some shouts were heard. Take the little, take the boy away. Who is bringing a little boy to a concert? When Penderiski heard the uproar backstage, he grabbed his coat, rushed to the stage, realizing what was going on, he went to the piano, reaching around the little boy, reaching behind the little boy. The master began to improvise a counter metal, counter melody to Chopstick. As the two of them played together, Paderewski kept whispering in the boy's ear, keep going, don't quit, son, don't stop, don't stop. Together, the old master and the little boy transformed an embarrassing situation into a wonderful creative experience. The, the audience was mesmerized. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the show. To my existing family, as always, much love and thank you for joining. On this podcast show, we discuss entrepreneurship, faith, marketing, and my personal favorite, personal development. I am your humble host, ED, for all you smart and intelligent folks. That just simply means Ed. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. Hopefully out of this episode, the show that we're bringing to you today, there'll be three impact secret points that you'll be able to achieve. One, change the way you view failure. Two, developing an approach to receive feedback. Three, and my most favorite that everyone shies and runs from, taking risk to be uncomfortable. Taking risk to be uncomfortable. Today's title is entitled, Why is the word yet? powerful in developing a growth mindset. Why is the word yet powerful in developing a growth mindset? Now, the book that I will recommend before we unpack the story, which we just went over and then dig into further commentary is I want to unpack the, I mean, I want to talk about real quick at a high level. One of my favorite books, um, probably I think I got introduced to that book at the beginning of this year, or I think it was this year sometime or whatever. But I know I, I, I not only did I buy the audio book, I bought the digital copy and I think I do have a physical copy around here. I have to look, confirm. But this is one of those books where it's a it's truly a transformational book because things that you have questions on, like for me, one of the things that I've struggled with through career, through personal, through, you know, through my personal life is what 
Carol Dweck refers to in this book called the the um, the mindset new psychology of success, and just the way that I, I look at success and failures. Like a lot of times when I've had failures in my life, the ability to be like, huh, okay, what did I learn from that? I was just thinking about this recently where uh, I know I gave you guys the story, the whole basketball story, but I never, I told you guys about an opportunity in which um, it was very, it was very ironic. So, oh man, I didn't know I was going to go into it this fast, but this is what we do at the show. I mean, we just, when they, when the energy comes, you got to go ahead and, and, and drop this, uh, drop this game. So anyway, this is what happened, family. I was at the, uh, I just graduated with a uh, bachelor's in business or whatever. And pr- previous to that, I had an opportunity to actually, um, I interviewed for a role, which was probably about an hour and 20 minutes from where I lived at. Uh, they called me back and they offered me the opportunity, but the money was a little just uh, suspect. And so, and it was an internship. I understood I was working for the, you know, uh, for a short amount of time. So I was just like, uh, I don't think this is for me or whatnot. So I decided not to go with it. I went with another opportunity. Now this opportunity was 45 minutes away and um, money was a little bit better, but the opportunity, because I was in the field of insurance and reason why I chose insurance is because I felt it was an industry that it is it was it was recession proof. You're always going to need a claims department for people that have accidents. You're always going to need underwriters. You're always going to need agents. Um, and now agents, I, I'm starting to you know get nervous about now because being a agent now most people can go online and and really create their policy. So that's a whole nother conversation. But I just I, I chose to fill in management with concentration insurance because. I felt personally that there was so much opportunity there that was recession proof. I wish I can say that I was just thinking that far ahead, but it was just honestly, I was like, what's something you always need? You know, and I was just writing down the things like you have to have and insurance kept coming up in the conversation. But anyway, I digress. So then, uh, so again, like I said, I took the opportunity and then I graduated college and I sent, you know, I was sending my resume out and that same company asked me to come in for an interview and I came in for the interview and they, the same company and they, and then I didn't hear from them for like a week or two and I wasn't getting a lot of responses on my resume as that I thought, like I had a lot of phone interviews and, and things like that. And so I said, well, let me explain my goal. So I started finding out like somewhere where my friends lived at and family. And I said, okay, where am I willing to to go? So some of my locations was like Florida, uh, Texas, of course. Uh, Where else was I looking? Um, uh, New York. Uh, So I was I just started sending. So I just started asking friends for their address because, I, you know, at that time, that's when you used to carry your address on your resume. So I just started applying and I started getting all this, these feedbacks, but I was getting a lot, a lot more from, um, 
the Dallas Fort Worth area. So I was like, Psh, this is a no brainer. I might as well just, you know, I'm, I'm picking up and I'm, I'm moving to Dallas Fort Worth. So I had a conversation with my mother and I was just like, and she was just like, you know, son, do you think this would be a good move for you? I was like, yeah, I'm not getting, you know, a lot of opportunity. The job that I interviewed for, they told me that, you know, yeah, they were interested, but they had multiple candidates. And plus, I didn't think I was going to get the opportunity because of the fact I turned down their internship the year prior. So I didn't want to have my hopes on that and all the other opportunities like I had. I, I mean, I was working like basically, um, you know, at your Burger Kings, your Arby's and things like that. And so I was just like, uh, this is cool, but I need to. You know, I want to do something different. I actually, you know, want to get into corporate America. So anyway, long story short on that, I basically uh, uh, talked with, with my mother, talked with my dad. I said, this is what I'm doing, guys. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm moving to uh, Dallas. I, you know, my best friend, he's, you know, he was raised in Dallas. So, hey, let's just go for it. And I, and I visited like two or three times and I enjoyed it. I was like, this is the... This is the city for me. Um, let's let's find out. And I had a really and a uh, really great conversation with my friend's dad. And he was just like, he said, so what is stopping you from going? What's from stopping you from taking the risk and, and being uncomfortable? He said, what, do you think you're going to get homesick? And I was like, no, nah, that homesick has never, you know, been my issue of, of wanting to leave somewhere and go somewhere. My thing is, is that what if I go? And I fail. Like, what if it just doesn't work out? Like all of these jobs, like, yeah, they hit me now. What if I get down there and nothing happens for me? And he was just like, well, but what happens if it does happen for you? Or you don't know if something's going to happen for you yet until you go down there and look. And that's when I first kind of heard the glimpse of the word yet. So anyway, um, pack up everything. My friend and I. We, boom, shoot, we drive down to uh, Dallas. Now, keep in mind, here's the picture I want you guys to imagine. I'm in a 96, was it 96 or 97, Nissan Altima with a trailer, a U-Haul trailer on the back of a car. And we couldn't, they said don't go no faster than 55. We was probably going 65, 70. But anyway. We it took us longer than it would have taken us if we didn't have anything. And I think it actually took us like 24, 26 hours and it shouldn't have took us that long. But we get down here and I'm just pumped and excited because I had, you know, some couple connections of people, uh, people I've been talking with. And they were just like, hey, we're just excited for you to get down here. Once you get down here, great opportunity. And I get down here and boom, September 11th happens. And all of a sudden, the the thinking of I knew I was going to fail. I knew this wasn't going to work out for me. I should have just stayed where I was at. Oh, but what I didn't tell you guys is this family. Two days before I was about to leave. No lie. Two days before I was about to leave, I get a I get a call. And what was crazy about this was. I had stopped following up with them because I was following up so much because I knew I was going to make this this transition. And they were like, yeah, we haven't made a decision yet and this and that. And I said, "Okay, cool. So I just stopped calling. I just was like, you know what? 
Uh, I didn't even say, well, if this is for me, then, you know, no, I was just like, I'm out of here. Y'all can keep this um, job or whatever. And they called me and they was like, look, we have this opportunity for you. Uh, we, we went through all the candidates and we feel like you're the strongest. And because of that, we want to make an offer to you now. Um, what will you accept the offer? And I don't even remember the dollar amount and everything like that. And I said, well, let, let me call you back. So I called my mother and I was like, they just offered me the job. And she was like, so what are you going to do? I'm not going to take it. And you just heard silence on the phone. And then she was like, so what do you plan on doing? I was like, I'm leaving. I'm going to, I'm moving to Dallas-Fort Worth and seeing what I can do down there. I said, I'm, you know, I don't know if I would really be truly happy taking that opportunity. I think I would take it just because it's a job and because it's a, you know, um, I just don't think, and it, it, it just, what I didn't believe it was a good fit because I, I would have taken the internship, I told her. She was like, that makes sense. So I left. And well, I called them and told them, hey, I thank you for the opportunity, but uh, I'm actually leaving to move to Dallas, Fort Worth, and I have a job waiting down there for me. So again, fast forward and I get down there and September 11th, all that thing happened and the job market just froze. And when it froze like that, it, it forced me to just was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? You know, and then you go into that thinking and that's why I think a growth mindset, because that's what uh, Carol DeWitt talks in her book, growth, uh, growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And right then and there, I quickly went into a fixed mindset. I was just like. I had a job, you know, like I had a good situation that I would, but I didn't know if it was a good situation, but I assumed that, oh, this would have been a good situa situation and I left that. And, you know, my parents was only about an hour away, hour or two away. So this would have been perfect, you know, for me and and everything. And I caught myself and I was like, nope. And this was way before this book came out. And I was like, what what did I actually learn from this situation? Is that what I learned is, is that sometimes. I'm not going to use the whole cliche money is, is, is not, I'm not going to use a cliche of money is not everything. But what I will say is that being able to make a decision and incur the risk is so fulfilling and so rewarding, meaning that when you make a decision on what you want to do and you're not there yet, it's a decision of how you see it. So if you say, hey, I'm not there yet, it allows it still keeps the mind open to realize that we still have a goal in place. We still have an opportunity that we know we're built to do. So and that's when you look at this story here where this this mother's intentions were great. The mother intentions was, hey, let me take my son to see what a professional pianist looks, you know, looks like and and what it represents so he could model that. And the son took it upon himself 
by sheer accident, of course, and was on stage. And that moment alone of versus him being out in the audience versus actually participating, he's going to remember that more where he was able to participate. And what I loved about what Paderewski was saying to him, he was like, don't quit. Don't stop. Don't quit. Whatever you do, do not quit. Do not stop. And I think that's what is is like in our lives, family, is, is that we're so quick to stop and quit on something where instead of putting a pause or a comma there. And I think in my humble opinion, I think the word yet is like a comma. And if you know anything about sentence structure, when you have a comma in place there, it allows you to create a new sentence or better yet, when you have a conjunction there, it allows you to create another sentence, meaning, you know, I was supposed to do my work today, but I will ensure that I will focus on it later in the evening. That means, yeah, I was supposed to do it today, meaning my day may have been in the morning to the afternoon, but I'm going to take care of it in the evening, meaning that sometimes we need to start putting conjunctions along with commas to so we won't end our story or our sentence. And that's what had me so engaged in this story of the fact that a lot of times in life we want to sit in the audience where it's comfortable where, you know, we don't have to worry about the embarrassment of failure or the embarrassment of friends and family saying, see, I knew I was right about that. And we're running from those comments and those feedbacks and those same same people wouldn't even take a shot and, and a chance to do what we're doing. They would rather play it safe. So, family, what we have to remember is going forward is. When we experience failure, we have to change our view, our perception of what we look at as failure. Is it really failure or has it, it ha- really wasn't an opportunity to realize that I need to either tweak this or change that and don't go to the extreme. Sometimes people go to where they say, oh, this is not for me. <laughs> I'm like, dude, really? Also got to develop an approach to when we receive feedback. Because I was just reading Jim Rohn's book, uh, I think it's Seven Keys to Wealth and Happiness. And in the introduction, he was talking about always be a student. And that's what I that's one thing I love about what he talks. He talks about through his whole books is continuously being a student, but don't take orders. And I think. That's another aspect of why is the word yet so powerful and the in developing a growth mindset is because when you use the word yet, you are a student. You are studently saying that, okay, I'm not there yet, but I'm on my way. I'm not I haven't finished this yet, but I plan on it. You can't you you're not going to you won't. Basically, I'm telling you, you're not going to be able to control my environment. And then most of all is the risk taking. Like I told you guys in the story that I, I explained to you is that I had an opportunity to stay comfortable. It was parents was there. 
everything would have been great. I wouldn't have had to go through the trials and tribulations that when I did get into this environment and and everything that I face. And I'll probably give you some more guys more context on that at a, at a later show. But looking again, going back to this story is unpacking this story is it's really the importance of three things I really kind of got out of this story was being able to see somebody of the direction you're going. So him being able to see the, the a great pianist and be, that gives him an opportunity to model instead of him being in the crowd, what he was expected to do. He was right there. So being being engaged instead of sitting back in the audience and not taking risk are it was another point that I really liked. And then my third and final point was the mentor pushing the mentee to tell him don't stop, don't quit, keep going, keep, and, and basically saying, trust the process. That's if I would have got anything is like, keep going, trust the process It's going to work. But anyway, family, I'm over my time. Um, I hope you guys enjoy. I see that these podcasts are getting longer and longer, but, um, I just have so much value that I want to give and so much to when I do research that I want you guys to learn kind of what I've been learning. So I hope it works for somebody. Hey, if you have any questions or you want to just, you know, give me some topics that you're interested in that you want me to expand on, or maybe it was a previous show that I did that you was like, Hey, I would have loved some more meat there as far as being able to have more information. Text me 251-325-5576. Again, 251-325-5576. I am your humble host, ED. For all you smart and intelligent folks, you already know what that means. And till next time.